Why do I keep doing these things when I already know the consequences? Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with real recovery. Hey, Tyler, you ready to have some hard conversations? Let's do it. Let the Therapy Brothers podcast begin. Hey, Tyler. What's going on, Brandon? Ah, not much. What's going on with you? <laughs> not a lot, man. Here doing the podcast. Look forward to get starting off Monday, right? We, we record on Mondays, so get to see my brother every Monday, so it's great. Yeah, we were just talking about like one of the meanest things you've ever done to me. Besides, besides knock my teeth out. You already told that story a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You guys yeah. want to hear another one? Oh, no. Tyler invites me up for a horse ride. You know, there are, they, got, <laughs> they got these horses and I'm like, sweet. The mountains, I go ride horses. He puts me on this Clydesdale. It's not a Clydesdale, a, but it's well, a whatever it was, whatever it was, it, it just, it, I'll just say it, it really hurt, hurt the midsection. <laughs> and there was no getting there's no getting off it and so i'm like come, it was going downhill was the worst it would like trot just enough and there was no getting off it and, and you would just like see the pain in my eyes and ride by and laugh in my face <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> look at him <laughs> i don't think this is the think... worst hour of my life <laughs> tyler's laughing in my face I don't think I laughed at you like that, but uh, <laughs> the thing is that horse is pretty new to the herd that we have that we that we use, and and I didn't know that he was an uncomfortable horse to ride. He's he's a draft breed. He's built to pull carts and stuff, but we needed another horse for the ride, so we put you on him, thinking he's strong and big, and you, you really enjoy him. And then, little did I know that his gait, the way that he walks, is like basically the equivalent. Awful. It's basically the equivalent uh, equivalent of like one of those like nutcrackers that people used to crack nuts with <laughs> for hours. <laughs> so and by the end of the run- <laughs> there's no adjusting. You try to move this way or that way, you can't adjust yourself you, out of that. You can't escape. You just have to breathe into it's it. It's just and, a torture chamber and finish it. So and then my bro just laughs in my face about it. <laughs> uh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing from like this understanding place as much as it was <laughs> sure. Yes. As much as it was kind of like a mocking place. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm sure. So, Just like that <laughs> laugh you used to give me when you'd headlock me and hold me down and <laughs> just, this is from an understanding place. Thanks. Older brother. <laughs> older brother. Go, go big brother on things, man. <laughs> No, but I, I, yeah, it was, I, I like to get out in nature. So that was good. But, um, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it was nice of you to come up and go do that. Even <laughs> it's, I'm glad, I'm actually glad you brought that up because it wasn't as funny then, even as it is now when you tell the story. So thank you for, <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that. It just made my day. Oh, good. I'm glad you got something good out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's get to our content today. We've got a we got a caller here, um, Chad. Welcome to the show, Chad. Thank you very much. Go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself, Chad, in terms of any backstory that feels pertinent, and ask your question. And we'll have a discussion. Okay. So, uh, yeah, my name's Chad. I, I grew up in California. Um, grew up in a Mormon family. Um, my parents, 
Um, they grew up in Mormon families. And um, so that was, that was my, my normal upbringing. Um, both parents worked uh, full time. And um, <clears throat> so we, you know, would come home from school a lot um, and be home kind of on our own, doing our own thing uh, most times. And, you know, my, we had, we had a, a, a good upbringing and, you know, I went on a mission to Florida and did all the things I was supposed to do. Eagle scout, you know, check all the boxes. Um, um, but you know, it wasn't an awesome, um, you know, emotional type of relationship. Um, you know, I, there, there's a lot of disconnection and, um, things like that. You know, I mean, we were pretty happy. You know, we did a lot of vacations and all the things that you do as a, as a family. And, um, you know, we're very involved in the church and very involved in scouting and very involved in all the activities and, and everything that, that you normally do, um, as part of the church. And, you know, so I kind of figured things out as I went and, you know, I, the, the thing I ended up getting into, I, as a child, you know, you didn't have a lot of, um, you didn't have a lot of Mormon friends in California. So I had, most of my friends weren't. And, you know, so you ended up running into situations and, um, that were not part of the church and you kind of went along with it and did it because those were your friends. And I got caught up in looking at pornographic magazines from a young age. And, you know, um, that's kind of carried along with me throughout my life. It's kind of, um, kind of extended off into other types of behaviors. Um, you know, but a lot of times it, it comes back to that. You know, I, I'm, I'm currently married. I've got four kids. We've been married for 23 years and, you know, my, my wife and, and, and I were, we're in a very critical moment right now. She's trying to figure out what she wants to do next. Um, we're separated right now and she's not sure if she wants to remain married or not. Um, because I can't stop acting out and it's not, um, a frequent situation. Um, but you know, it's, it's whenever I feel like, you know, I'm in a mode, a stressful mode, or, or I need that, 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 that fix, I guess, or I need something that will get me through. Um, I act out in, in various ways and, um, obviously it hurts her deeply and I know what the consequences will be. I know she's going to be upset. I know she's going to want to walk out. I know I'm going to hurt her. Um, I know all these things, um, but it just continues to happen over and over and over again. And eventually she's going to, um, give up and, and she's not going to want to put up with it anymore. And that's my biggest fear. You know, I, I go to a therapist on a weekly uh, basis right now to try and help me work through, um, all of these various feelings and, um, my addictions and my, my problems that I, that I run into all the time <clears throat> and that's helping. Uh, but you know, I never, I'm, I'm terrible at expressing my emotions and my feelings. 
Um, I keep that, I keep those things bottled up. I keep those things hidden. It's like pulling teeth to get me to open my mouth. I mean, she's great at it. Um, she can talk and open up and she's amazing. Uh, I can't. And I just let those things fester and build. And then eventually most of the time she figures it out on her own. She finds out on accident, something like that. So I ended up, you know, so I end up um, getting in trouble with her and I'm in the doghouse and she doesn't want to, um, doesn't want to put up with it. And, you know, I don't, I don't blame her and I don't want to continue. I, I, I don't understand why I keep doing this stuff. Despite, I know what's going to happen. It's just, it's baffling to me. Um you know, but I can't, obviously, you know, I'm probably an addict to these behaviors and I, and I like to, in the moment, it's fine. It's fun. It's whatever. Um, but the consequences that come from it are, are, um, are, are just are too much. You know, I'm, I'm in pain for weeks. I we're separated for weeks. Um, I, I, I just, I just beat myself up over it. And I just can't, um, I, you know, I, I, you, you feel like, you know, the consequences would be something that would motivate you. Um, but you know, I guess, I guess for me, it's not motivating enough, you know, and that's kind of where I get stuck. It just keeps, it's just a cycle. Um, so I guess that's the piece of me that I'd like a little bit more help with understanding maybe. And, um, you know, kind of insight as far as that goes. Great, man. I'm, I'm glad you're here, Chad. Um, this is, this is a great question and it's one that I think we're probably going to get into maybe a couple different layers on it. I hope. Um, so I just want to make sure that I'm clear that you're engaging in behaviors that you know will cause terrible consequences that you claim to not want to do and you can't figure out why you keep doing them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll just act out, you know, I'll get an inkling, um, you know, and, and I mean, most recently I can share, you know, I got, I got, um, I got let go, um, couple month and a half ago from my current position for, um, workforce downsizing. So, um, you know, it was a stressful situation. Um, traumatic situation, you know, I'm feeling a lot of pressure to get another job. And so I ended up acting out in some old behaviors, I think maybe partially because of that. Um, and then, you know, but I don't take into account how my wife will feel about that stuff at the time. Um, and I, and I just go ahead and do it. So, yeah. Tyler, you got more questions? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was just gonna say, like, it almost, it almost, what in what you were just describing, it's like there's a part of you that is motivated and knows up to a point, and then there's a certain level of, uh, it's almost like a switch gets flipped, and all of a sudden it all dumps out after a while. It's like I pictured, like, as you're talking, Chad, going to like the, the little water park here in town, and they have this little 
tower that has water that fills up a bucket and then the bucket as soon as it gets too too full it just dumps the whole thing over and showers everybody with the water and it um, it almost sounds like you're kind of stuck in this weird spot where there's enough of you that's trying to hold the emotions of life but at a certain point you get overwhelmed with something and then the old patterns of life just kick over and boom it all falls apart and and then you try to piece yourself back together with the consequences and you beat yourself up over it but eventually the bucket fills again. And at a certain point, there's like a break point that happens where all the skills go out the window and you're back into like autopilot. Is that, yeah. is that fair? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, time will go by. I mean, it could be, you know, six months, eight months, uh, a year, And, um, yeah. And, you know, I guess I start to get complacent and I start to, um, you know, my, I stop using my tools and, um, yeah. And eventually I, you know, I guess, (laughs) I guess, I guess if I think about it, it, you know, I have, as of right now, I have to do something like that to snap me back into, um, my, you know, to snap me out of it. I suppose, and to get me back on track again. But I just hate having to go through that cycle every time. What, Chad, what is the, what is the addiction? Uh, you're really describing addiction here is. Uh, uh, yes. What, what, what does the addiction do for you? So, so my, my, re, my most recent acting out type behaviors I have gone to strip clubs and I have um, gotten some numbers of some of the girls there and then just texted with them. Um, Nothing became of it. It's just inappropriate texting. Mm -hmm. And I I guess the more I think about it, I feel like I'm trying, you know, I'm looking for attention. I'm looking for, um, you know, more, um, I'm trying to feel better about myself, I guess. Okay. Uh, maybe that's part of it too. You want to be yeah. wanted. You want to be desired. Is that? Is yeah. That yeah. And I know it's all, you know, and my wife says the such, you know, it's all, it's fake. You know, it's not, yeah. nothing's real there. It's clearly a, a fantasy world. Um, You know, and I know that. It, um, it, but, so- you know, in that mode, it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> So Chad, if you were to look at, you know, what is the addiction? I think the glaring thing to look at is the compulsive behaviors, right? The acting out behaviors. Um, yeah. However, when we look at what is the addiction, when you, when you give me the answer of, I just want to be desired, I want to be wanted. Um, we can dig even underneath that and look okay. at, okay. Like you're obviously feeling like you're not, you're not wanted and not desired. And so that's there. Um, Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is your wife plays an interesting role here. She's, she's not doing anything wrong, but it seems to me that you're very externally motivated by her, um, and by not wanting to lose her and by not wanting the consequences of what happens in that relationship with her. And Mm -hmm. when when we look at that question of, I don't feel wanted, um, that this is about your own individual 
journey and your own individual work, your recovery is. Um, are you following me? Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what do you think about what I just said? Yeah, I do. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm consumed, you know, when, you know, cause she's living elsewhere right now and yeah, it consumes me, you know, trying to, um, you know, say the right thing, do the right thing to show her. Tyler said something interesting when he was first talking to you. He said, you claim to not want to do these things. Notice notice how he said that. Yeah. You claim to not want to do these things, but the reality is, is you do want to do these things because you continue to do them. Right. And I'm not trying to beat, I'm not trying to beat you up here, but we want to look at, we want to look at why do you want to continue to do these things? Why? What's underneath that, that really matters that you on your own need to be motivated to address other than just ouch that consequence hurt for my relationship or my wife. And so now I want, now I don't want the consequence. Well, what about real recovery here? Right. Does does that make sense? Yeah, I do. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Those, those behaviors, those acting out behaviors. Yeah, I do. I do want to do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, it sounds weird to admit that because I know Chad, there's another part of you and I, cause I hear this and I've felt this way before myself where I, I honestly tell myself and I do believe I don't want to do these things. There's, there's like parts of me and one part's like, Oh, I can't stop. I, I don't know why I keep going back to it, but there is a part of me that really wants it. And then there's another part that's like, I'm disgusted by this and I don't even like it. And it's like, not even, so I get that there's there's two parts of it. What what, what Brandon's going is part of the way through this is to actually come to peace with the part of me that wants to and understand what's driving it. What's this addiction doing for me? Like it's, it's actually soothing and taking care of something. And if I Mm -hmm. can recognize what it's doing for me, maybe I can find, um, find something else to, to take care of this need that the addiction is, is taking care of for me. Um, but to just shun the addiction and say, no, I shouldn't do that. And it's bad. That just drives all the shame home. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the addiction's awesome. I'm not like, I'm not trying to say that, but to just shun it just drives the shame home to look at it openly and to analyze this and to, to dig deep and say, you know, what, even from your childhood, you know, starting really young, what did it do for me? What does it do for me now as a man? Why am I pushing limits that I haven't pushed before? What am I seeking? What am I searching for? Um, and you really, you know, we say addiction is somebody's attempt to find God. Like it, it, you can really get deep down here. What is it doing for you? Um, right. Rather than being so focused on, I don't want to do this because my wife will get mad. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. That's 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 a big part of it yeah i don't know why you know that that it you know it goes back to when i was a kid i don't know you know it, it provides some sort of you know some sort of um it provides something <laughs> yeah yeah clearly um you know but i i yes if, if i didn't right if i didn't want to do it i wouldn't do it I, I, but you know, in a lot of ways, yeah, I do. It's, it's, you know, I'll go and I'll hang out at these clubs and I'll talk, you know, I don't even spend a lot of money. I'll just sit and I will talk 
and I, it fulfills me in some way to get interaction as well. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that's, it's hard for me to open up and talk and it's always been that way. I'm getting, I'm getting better at it. Um, but you know, that's the hardest part for me is, is starting to open up. And if I'm doing that, I guess then that feels good to me, even though I'm not, it's not my wife or, you know, or a therapist even, (laughs) um, but I'm getting my feelings out there and I'm, and I'm sharing that stuff and it, and that's, and that feels good. I like that. Is there, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it does. It does make sense. And I wonder if there's elements to that, that make it, <clears throat> there's elements that make it unhealthy. Right. But there's also elements that make it more possible in that moment than in other places. Like you said, you have a hard time talking with the people that you talk to or interact with. And I wonder if even the sexual stuff that's going on is, is an extension of this, that it's a, it's a form of communication that doesn't take your ability to talk, so to speak. But what you're pursuing is, is that somebody is willing or somebody accepts you or somebody doesn't judge you in a certain sense. I wonder if you're pursuing a counterfeit version of wanting somebody to accept you exactly as you are without judgment. And, um, but, but it comes with all the consequences because of the way you're choosing to go about getting those needs met. Yeah, it is true. You know, uh, um, I'm a big part of me is really feeling safe. Um, you know, we never had conversations as kids with our parents about anything, you know, that way. So, um, the only way that I can open up is if I feel safe, and you know safe to do that um it's a, it's and, and it makes it yeah it's can you see the yep. catch 22 chad it's yeah i can yeah. i can in a non-vulnerable way try to seek connection so if i'm paying strippers or like yeah they're gonna, connect, they're gonna connect to me but when it comes to my wife or a therapist like you know when it comes to like that I don't want to, I don't want to step into that because, and and really what I'm hearing is a a fear of rejection, like a real fear of rejection from the people that mean the most to you. Um, that, and so, so you'll go get connection in places where that fear of rejection isn't that high. Cause it's like, well, you know, um, it's counterfeit there. Right. And so, so what is that fear of rejection? Like this is, this is, we're getting down to the roots of why you act out here. It's interesting. So I have this massive. Go ahead, Chad. uh, Sorry, I was going to say I have this massive fear of embarrassment also. um, That plays along with that, I think. You know, that um, I guess embarrassment and shame. I I mean, I think those can probably go hand in hand. But um, yeah, there's no embarrassment. There's no shame. Yeah. you know, I don't have to, um, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't walk around thinking, well, everybody around me doesn't have these problems. They're all fine. So how can I even share that stuff with anybody else? If, if, you know, they don't know anything about it or they're perfectly fine or they're perfect in their scenario. 
it sounds like you're describing kind of what tends to happen that prototypical, you know, I don't know what it was like in, in your high school, but there's like the groups of kids that start to form and eventually the kids that can't find anyone else all end up together kind of smoking in the back of the school because <laughs> that's the only place they feel accepted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> you know, and it's like what I'm hearing <laughs> what I hear you saying is, but this is this is kind of going back to what Brandon was saying a little bit too, is what does what's the view that Chad has of himself that would lead him to then feel like he can only get his needs met in those ways with those people rather than other in other ways or in other places? Because that's the internal story that's going on that I feel unworthy. I feel not good enough. I feel like I'm defective or something's wrong with me. And I'm, I'm worried about the judgment of my wife or my therapist or whatever else. Um, because there's a part of me that has already come to the conclusion that I'm not worthy. And so I settle for the next best thing because I'm still human and I'm aching to fill the hole that's inside. I mean, it makes total sense to me that what you were saying earlier that you just kind of, you got laid off from your work and the place where you'd want to be able to go home to, maybe to your wife and say, man, I'm I'm a little bit scared and nervous here. And I, I know this is going to be scary for you too, but here's what's happening. And here's how I'm feeling. Like you're so afraid that you'll prove to your wife that you're unlovable and that as a man, you can't provide for her or whatever else that you just went to the next best place and got the itch scratched for a minute at the cost of now the thing that was actually the most important to you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> totally. I, I just, you know, that's the part, the, the, um, you know, even telling her I got let go was like, was so hard. Um, yeah, I felt like I failed her and, and, you know, I wasn't going to be able to provide for, you know, for who knows how long and, um, you know, opening, even opening that up. I mean, it took me like a day or two to even tell her when that happened, I just kept it in and I didn't, I, I was just so concerned about what her reaction would be. Um, that I just, I hesitated and I, I just, I waited. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm so afraid of being seen by the people that actually matter. Yeah. Um, but then I still have the need to be seen. And then that's where it ends up in these other places or the need to cope with my emotions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I also think like, you know, as we're, as we're talking, Chad, can I just outline and I wrote some notes down on a sheet of paper here and I just want to outline layers to this that I feel like are pretty normal that I'm seeing. And this is why it makes it so hard to stop it and break it. So over time, from the time you were really young, you developed the ability to cope with life by yourself, by acting out with these ways that you found to act out when you were lonely, come home to an empty house, whatever you find pornography, you do something, it works. It feels better at first. It's just entertaining and fun, but then it becomes emotional coping and you develop this habit, right? There's just the habit of the acting out to cope with emotional pain, right? That's the first layer. Then you have these emotional needs that are underneath it that never actually get attended to because the medicine is the thing that fixes it. So you never actually have to develop emotional coping needs. That is over the top of the next layer, which is the base level of shame, that feeling of I'm not good enough, which is tied to all of the core beliefs about 
they wouldn't love me if they really knew me or I need to perform for people's love or I need to make sure I put on a good face. And, and then that's connected to that fear of loss or abandonment or whatever else. Right. And then there's one other piece to this, which is a term called reactance. And it's this thing inside of us as humans that we do it to ourselves or if other people do it to us, if I tell you, Hey, Chad, you can't go do that thing right now. What's good. What are you going to do? I'm going to want to go do that thing. You're going to, you're going to go say F you Tyler. Like I'm going to go do that thing. And we actually do it to ourselves too. Sometimes there's a will, there's like a willfulness inside of us. That's like, I want to own my own freedom to make my own choices. And when I tell myself, I can't, I can't, I can't, there's that reactance that comes in and is like, oh yeah, like I'll show you, I got my freedom, even though the thing I'm choosing is taking away all my freedom in the moment. There's that piece that's saying, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. Right. So yeah. do you relate to, to those layers that I'm like talking about right now? Yeah. 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 It was, it's it's like textbook for sure. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't, um, you know, I, I, and I will say a lot of it, you know, where we live, um, it's a, it's a real nice area and there's a lot of, you know, affluence and there's a lot of success and achievements and I internalize a lot of that as well. Um, in comparison. Yeah. You're um, constantly being not enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Like you're going to therapy. I'm wondering about the work that you're doing. Is it really effective? Um, are, are you focused on sobriety, uh, not recovery? What do you think, Chad? I think that, so recently my last acting, my last, uh, situation had reacted out and my wife, um, I, I was able to get her to come in, um, and sit in and explain from her side as well. And up until that, um, session, I think we were kind of just going through the motions maybe, Cause I, I could not fully open up. Um, it's better now, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's a matter of, uh, I'm my own, I, I guess I'm my own worst enemy because, you know, I'm trying to help myself, but also I, it's, it's hard for me to help myself. It's, it's going better now. Like I said, my, my therapist like had her eyes open a lot cause my wife was able to be a lot more candid and um accurate you know and 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 just um you know able to share more than i ever could what trauma work are you doing on you so i'm i mean i'm going to these therapy sessions um i mean i i'm as far as me myself i'm i'm really just trying to focus on figure out more about who I am. Um, why, why do I need these fixes, you know, and, and other avenues that I can satisfy these, 
maybe these fixes that I need that are healthy, um, healthy ways. Um, you know, I've, I've been trying to get out. I, I like to go to the gym a lot and I think maybe that's, that's probably part of my problem. Um, and so I'm thinking I'm going to start taking care of, you know, working on my, you know, health side of it, my physical health side of it, more outdoors and more, um, out in the open and, you know, mountains and, you know, things like that where I'm more able to think and, you know, reflect on myself and, um, without being surrounded by, you know, 300 people and, you know, blurring music and, um, so many distractions. Um, those are a few things that I've been trying to, to incorporate in my life. Um, you know, I've got books I've been reading out of and following podcasts and, um, you know, doing a lot of internal reflection and, um, if I were to yeah, ask, kind of, if I were to ask where I'm you, at now. Chad, if I were to ask you, do you feel like, you know, know who you are? Oh no, I don't feel like, no, I, I don't feel like I do. I, I need to be more serious about that. That's, that's something that I've really been trying to make more, you know, as far as my routines go. But no, that's that's a missing piece. Yes. Okay. Could I, could I also just ask, kind of along with where Brandon's going, just curious, you gave us a little bit of background, but kind of where are you at in your own personal relationship or belief with with God? Um, I, so I'm re, I, it was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. You know, I, I was drifting away. Um, for sure, you know, I wasn't doing the basics. So, um, I've been doing, uh, I'm re, um, what I'm looking for, <laughs> I guess, recommitting to, um, the things that will bring me to a better relationship with God, with my savior. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get more meaningful, um, church experiences, you know, as far as personally, you know, my prayers, my fasting, my, my, my routines, um, I'm trying to um, just really make those more meaningful. You know, it's always been a routine. You know, I've always done it since I was a kid. You just do that stuff. But um, until you really, you know, you really want to and you're really trying um, and, you're, and you're listening, it, it doesn't have the same effect. Uh, it doesn't have the same, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really do you the same good. Um, and that's really what I'm trying to change, um, and is you, trying you, to, you know, okay. cleanse. Chad, are you saying, when I asked you, do you know who you are? You, you said, I need to really work at that. Um, when Tyler just asked you about God, you said, I need to get back to the basics and and basically get back to work. Do you feel like you need to try harder? Mm -hmm. Is it about trying harder? It's, well, I mean, when I mean that, I mean, you know, being more, um, not trying harder, but just putting myself in a situation where I'm, I'm more open to it. Maybe it's a better way to put it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I need to try. I need to actually do it. Do you have to? You prove know, your, um, do you have to prove yourself though, to God, to your wife, to somebody? I I shouldn't have to, but sometimes I feel like I need to. I need. I, I yeah. Sometimes I feel that way. I That's do. what I'm picking up on. Is is that in order to get closer to God, you need to try harder. In order to um, have a good relationship with your wife, you definitely need to try harder at your recovery and. It's it's this kind of contingency model of love of, and and I wonder about the angle in which you're approaching some of these things, and the intent behind, um, behind the things because the things themselves can actually be destructive, if approached from the wrong angle, um, and drive home some of your faulty core beliefs and shame if approached from the wrong angle, um. Am I making okay. am I making sense at all? Tyler, can you help me? Yeah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it for the wrong reasons, you know. Um mm-hmm. I I just I yeah, it's a lot of it is, yeah, a lot of it's proving, I guess, trying to show what I can do. Trying to be good enough. It's it's interesting because, you know, like Chad as I was asking those questions too, you actually said some things that indicate to me that there is a real wrestle going on, which I think by nature of things needs to happen for all of us, where you said, I really like what you said that I used to do all of those things because it was just what you do and it's the habit, but they're not that effective unless, this is where I think Brandon was going, unless there's a different reason for why you choose to do them. And it sounds like you're in this balancing act right now, Chad, where, and I, and I asked you the question, it's interesting the way you answered this question to me. I said, what's your relationship like with God right now? And then you went on and listed off all the things that you're supposed to be doing. Should be doing. Yeah. And, and I get that now. And then here's what's, I think you were trying to say is those are ways and means by which you might be able to find your connection and cultivate relationship with God. And if you do those from that perspective, good on you. But but the question was, what's your current state of relationship with your higher power? And that to me is where the shift is starting to happen. And, and, and the work you're trying to do is, does God need Chad to do X, Y, and Z in order for him to love Chad and then see him as good enough? Or is there a wrestle going on where there might be a different relationship with God where a hundred different versions of whatever I say, but maybe God loves Chad and Chad decides to do those things because that's how he feels close to God. Um, yeah. You know, does yeah. that make sense? It flips it on its head. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I, I don't really, yeah, I, I don't think I don't, didn't, I mean, I, you know, I know that and, you know, we're taught that I don't, I didn't internalize it really, you if, know, thinking yeah. that that way. Right. If, I, yeah. if I'm if I'm sober enough, my wife will love me. If I read my scriptures, pray and fast enough, then I can be close to God. And yeah. the the step three of the twelve steps really kind of um I think states this paradox of recovery perfectly because a lot of times with addiction, the shame is there and, and the shame messages say nobody will love me as I am and I need to I need to either prove myself or I need to hide in order to be loved. And step three of the 12 steps is my favorite step. And it just says, turn your will and your life over the care of God. And what that's all about is faith and surrender. It's, 
It's letting go of this control thing in order to be good enough. Because it, it, if you continue to do that, Tyler's bucket analogy will continue to happen. I need to try harder. It's it's a white knuckle. Like, let me do better. Let me do better. Let me do better. Oh, I need relief. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to go to the strip club. I need to look at porn because this freaking sucks. Like I'm trying so hard versus what Tyler just kind of explained, which is from the get go, this space of, of surrender of, I I'm going to believe that God loves me. I'm going to let go and let God, I'm going to know that that happens. And my motivation is not to, to prove or get something. My motivation is I know who I am and I know how much God loves me and that feels good. So I'm going to go do good just because that feels good. Can you see the difference, Chad? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's, that's massive. Yes. Um, I like that when you say that to, to, um, to be good and go do good. Um, are you good? Even if you went, that's helpful. Are you good? Even though you went, even if you may have gone to the strip club in the last week or two, are you still, are you still loved? Yes. Okay. I, yes, but I have, you know, that's, I, I haven't thought about it like that probably at all. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a huge one. Don't Christ work the atonement for you. You don't need to work the atonement. You just have to accept it. You you accept it in. And the acceptance will produce new fruits which will be the behaviors that you have tried to do all along, or maybe other different behaviors, but they'll be coming from a different fuel source. That's the word, yeah. you know, it's like, it's funny. Cause I have this whole, I have, a, I have a whole treatment plan mapped out on a sheet of paper for you, Chad, right now. And I don't know <laughs> that, I don't know that any of it really matters that much as much as the part we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think that there's ways to try to cultivate that heart. That's the part there's in all of this, you're doing so much. You're, I, I can imagine you must be so exasperated because of all the work you're putting in to try to get better. I'm putting get better in quotes. Mm-hmm. And yet you keep shooting yourself in the foot. And in all of this, your heart is being left behind. Like the heart's still wounded. The, st- the heart still hurts. The heart still doesn't know of its love. The heart hasn't been able to accept that atonement Brandon's talking about. And so you're left with nothing but all the work and none of the payout and the cultivation of the heart. If you're going to put effort into anything, it's going to be effort into learning how to surrender to God and then put effort into cultivating your heart, attending to the wounds, doing things that will fuel the heart towards a life that you were designed to live or that you want to live. Right. It's the heart that needs to come along. I would, Chad, I would suggest what Tyler just said, spot on. We could give you relapse prevention tools till we're blue in the face. Tyler and I know a lot of them. We we go on and on and on and on. And if you had that list of relapse prevention tools, you could use those tools to go prove true all of the shame that you still have. How terrible you are. Yeah. And, you know, those tools are awesome. But unless this heart shift happens. And when I ask you about trauma work, I really do wonder, um, if you're really doing that, that work where you experience something different that shifts your heart, 
And I've seen it happen with EMDR. I've seen it happen with ART. I've seen it happen with our experiential work that we do at our retreats. Um, I've seen it happen with when men go find God um, in nature, for example. Um, But unless you're going out to do that work on your heart, your head is running the show and your head will continue to create this shame, right? Um, So even in therapy, you can go talk to your therapist about all your problems and but unless some um, experiential, do you know what I mean by that, Chad? Um, experiential. Yeah, you you You're need in front some, of that. What? It, yeah. Explain. You need you you need some bottom up healing, um, some some inside out healing. You're doing top down and outside in, yeah. right? And 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 if you're if you're doing that yeah. in therapy, then then you're just driving home this whole ego centric ego minded recovery that's not getting not getting you to where you actually want to go right yeah the ego yeah i do need to I, I need to do more i'm not you're right i'm not i'm i'm not doing the bottom up um i i need to figure out the heart piece yeah and what Brandon means by experiential is if you're going to take action, because effort is like doing is a part of recovery, but yeah. doing for the right reasons is. And, and what Brandon's saying is I need to start putting efforts into places where I can have an emotionally corrective experience rather than just learn about a new tool or do this thing or do that. So if I'm doing my dailies, let's say my dailies could either be a checklist of 10 things that'll make me a good boy so I don't act out or my dailies will be, this is what my heart needs today. And I'm going to go have an experience in nature where I ponder or pray or go for a hike and let my heart be open to whatever comes to me. Or I'm going to go do EMDR because that's a full body treatment. It's not just the mind, it's activation of the emotions and the heart and the mind. It all kind of brings it together. Or I'm going to go, you know, put myself into the arena of attending a men's group where I'm going to share some of my story and they're going to see my ugliness and they're still going to love me. Um, that kind of thing is like, that, that's heart work. That, that's an experience that you're going to have rather than just a book that you read or a, a, a you know, a tool that you learned. Um, putting yourself in that arena, caring for yourself every day, acts of self-compassion every day. Those are heart work as much as they are checklist. I had a, I had a guy I was working with who had a daily of reading three chapters a day out of his scriptures and he read three chapters a day and he hated it. And you know, hmm. if, if he read two chapters, then it was a fail and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you mm. know what? I, I, I like threw that away. I shifted that. And I decided my daily is to read my scriptures every day until I hear God say, I love you. That's it. And so some days he'd read a ton and some days he'd open his scripture and read one word and just feel that feeling. God loves me. Close the scriptures. I'm good. Mm. Right. And that's what Tyler's talking about is the yeah. intent, the intent behind what he's doing is heart work, not head work. I can tell you just like my own personal journey. When I you hear the concept of dailies, let's say it's like, oh, I got to have my dailies. I do these things every single day. No. My dailies, and this is this shifted for me everything when I understood this differently. It doesn't matter if I do one thing or 10 things today. I'm on a quest to have an emotional experience with the best parts of myself or with God. And as soon as I have an emotional experience with the best parts of myself or with God, 
the work is now done. I'm not going to act out. Like that's, that's going to be a secondary Mm -hmm. thing that doesn't take care of itself. And I remember like, I was kind of in the same boat as you, like, I got to read my scriptures and pray every day. And, you know, I I came to this God portion and I said, I just want to connect with God. So I, I made a big list of all the ways that I've ever connected with God in my life before. And that included scriptures and prayer and listening to a talk or music God, uh, you know, nature, meditation, exercise, yoga has done it for me before. I made this big, massive list. And I said, from now on, instead of holding myself to the fire of so many verses or chapters, instead, I'm going to hold myself to the fire of what is going to provide the most bang for my buck today in my relationship with God. And some days it was a walk in nature. Some days it was meditation. There might be a week or two that I didn't read my scriptures at all, but it was more of an intuitive, how am I going to seek God today? It's the seeking of and the cultivation of the relationship more than the task itself. And that shifted everything for me. Um, And and the same thing's true on all the other areas of life. It's like, what's going to cultivate my best self? Because once you're in touch with your best self, your best self will make good decisions. It, it wants to make good decisions. It just needs to be reminded that it's there. Well, Tyler, it's relapse prevention work. If if what's driving all of this is I want to be desired and he's taking his question to the strip club or to his wife or to whomever and, and chat, if you shift to daily, I'm going to take this question in a surrendered, humble, open way to God and I'm going to get that question answered, you're less likely to make that turn toward that strip club as you're driving home that night. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I already got my, my, my cup filled here. There will but still if, be the urge and the habit, but that's not as strong once the internal work is there. But if you're doing top down, it's I, I need to prove myself in order to be good enough for God. And so I feel deficient with God all the time. And the answer that I'm getting is that I'm not desired. I'm going to go to the strip club. Get some medicine. Do you see that? Because I got to feel yeah. it somewhere. Right? Yeah. Do you see how that's uh, that needs to shift? That's- yeah. You know, I can, one thing I can say as of recently, um, you know, I just used to go through the motions. I'll say my prayers. I go through the motions. I trying to figure out what to say and that got burdensome and I couldn't. And so now I will just kneel there and not say anything at all until I start to feel something that is real. I'll just kneel there and do nothing. And that's that as I've had a couple of experiences that way, and that's been helpful. So now that you say that, then that's, yeah, I get that. Okay. Um, that's what I, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. That's, that's something, that's what I need to do. That heart piece. Yeah, that's not working in you, Chad. I I hear it already working in you and there is process to it. And you're going to go and maybe pursue a relationship with God today in a certain way and not hear anything. And it doesn't mean you're failing, you know, but, but you're still, you're still pursuing that relationship. You're cultivating willingness rather than willfulness, which is that part of you that tells you, you get to do whatever you want, but just in doing those things, with the right motivations, you're cultivating willingness instead of willfulness. You're starting to break habits because you're putting in new things that are geared towards the right experiences rather than something that's compulsive, compulsion, compulsive, mm-hmm. sorry. 
Um, and then, and then hopefully it's going to lead you to places where you're going to get connection and love from the right kinds of places. And when you get those things, it's like that quote, you've heard it a thousand times that all addiction is, is the pursuit of trying to fill a God-sized hole in our hearts. Um, but when we actually go and wrestle, and this is hard because we actually sometimes have to redefine our relationship with God and who God actually is to us too. And that's scary and hard too. But if you are, if you're worshiping a God that will only love you when you're perfect, you might want to reconsider the nature of God and Mm -hmm. see if there's, see if there's a, a different God there that's going to produce something better in your life than the need to, to check out all the time. Re- recovery yeah. from ad- recovery from addiction is a, a process of spiritual healing. Um, and it's interesting. Like if, if I broke my arm, would I get surgery on my leg? No. Right. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> so, so if my heart and my soul is, is hurting and broken, then why am I trying to fix my head? Um, mm. and, and, and try, trying to intellectualize my way out and use my, ego out versus doing the scary work to actually go in and, and, and heal my heart, my soul. Um, and, and, and doing that for me, doing that between God and I and letting go of the, doing it for my wife or whomever else, like just doing that for me. Once you, once you feel that shift, then everything will change, Chad all of the good behaviors just fall into place. Those just start to happen because you're acting more in your authenticity. Um, and so can you, can you get into recovery? Absolutely. Do you have the, it, Chad, it sounds like you have the humility, you have the desire, you want to be good. You want to do good. Um, the, the approach that you're taking needs to shift some beliefs that you have about the way that you earn God's love, the way that you feel love need, need to be challenged and, and let go of. And once you do that, then you'll, you'll, you'll actually find real recovery. Okay. Yeah. I really, I really like that. I really do. That's not a a mode of thinking I've had. And, And you can get support for that in the right places with the right people so that you can kind of keep turning yourself back towards that wholehearted approach rather than the mind approach. Cause the mind's going to want to take over over and over again. And that's where you get that support and that structure from team members, from group members, from a therapist, eventually maybe even from a conversation with your wife. Um, but I, I yeah. hear you on the right track, you know, well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to continue this, the therapy. I'm going to join a, um, a weekly group out here. Good. that I've found. So, um, just so I can try and make some other connections and, you know, get out there a little bit more, um, and see how that goes. When you, when you do that, Chad, go into it and let yourself just be real, truthful and authentic and let the people who are there love you in your current condition, instead of having to perform your way into their love. Yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my challenge for sure. So yeah, that's the work I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you well, so much for coming on today, Chad. Thanks for your vulnerability. Well, and this your has been amazing. Yeah. yeah, this has been great. It's, it's opened my eyes in a, in a lot of ways. So thank you um, for this. So this is great. 
I'd love to talk to you again in the future if you're willing to come on again. So um, don't be a stranger. Yeah, I've I've already been thinking about that. I I, I was going to ask you if if <laughs> if anyone ever does that, but I mean, yeah, uh, that would that would be helpful. So um, yeah, I'm sure you, you'll hear from me again. Yeah, awesome. Good luck to you, Chad. All right, we'll see you, Chad. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.